talking with Hong Kong entrepreneurs to learn about some of their biggest successes and failures and what they've learned from them, what motivates them and what makes some people successful at starting up companies. Joining me now is Raphael Cohen, who is a serial entrepreneur. He's the founder and MD of Food Panda Vietnam, the co-founder of Hotel Quickly, the leading hotel booking application in Asia. And now he has just set up in Hong Kong Gobi Bike, which is a stationless bike sharing app. So tell me a little bit, first of all, about what motivates you to keep setting up companies? Because you are a bit of a serial entrepreneur, aren't you? You just like starting new businesses. Yeah, I think it's extremely exciting, you know, to build up something new each time and see it growing over the years. And um, especially when we do something that's actually useful. So when we're talking about this project that we're setting up right now, Go Be Bike, I feel like we're building up something that's really useful for the city, first for Hong Kong, but then for a lot of other cities. And we're already seeing the growth after just a few weeks of business. So it's really exciting to see that and to see how we can have an impact starting something from scratch. Now, Go Be Bike, that started in April. Um, where has it been launched in Hong Kong? So, so far, we have bikes all over new territories. So we launched uh, first in Chatin, Mount Shan. Now we have bikes in Taipo, in Yunlong, in Tun Moon. So we started to be expanding to more and more districts, but we're still focusing on many on new territories. And as we go, we'll see what the demand is. So we started to put a few bikes in Kowloon because a lot of district um, residents were actually asking for it. So we just want to see what the demand is, and then we'll keep expanding service. Now, this is slightly unusual in that it's a stationless um, sort of bike app, isn't it? So there's not fixed locations around where you pick up the bike. You can use your uh, app on your phone and, and find a bike anywhere. Is that right? Exactly. So we wanted to bring bike on demand because, you know, there are quite a lot of systems that use fixed station bikes, especially in Europe, in North mm -hmm. America. But this new concept kind of came from mainland China. And we're very surprised that, you know, it was not really existing in Hong Kong. And Hong Kong didn't even have any bike sharing system before. So we wanted to, you know, make Hong Kong more of a world-class city and bringing some uh, green technology here. And uh, the latest technology allows to do that. So, you know, like this previous system using the fixed station were actually built up 10 to 15 years ago when smartphones didn't exist. But now that they're actually smartphones, there's GPS technology, you can make a lot of good hardware in China. And with all this together and the system that we build up, we can actually bring bikes on demand, which is a totally new service. So how do you locate and unlock the bikes? So the bikes, they include a lock, and the lock includes the GPS technology, right? It's transmitting constantly where it is. So we know from our system where every single bike is, and we can help the users to find them. So if you actually open the app, you would register with your phone number, then you will just see on the GPS like thousands of bikes literally over the sea, and you can see which one is close to you, and you will just find it and unlock it, scanning the QR code. And for that, you only charge five Hong Kong dollars for 30 minutes. So we believe that it's extremely affordable mm. and it's extremely convenient as well because here, typically you would be like at the MTR, then you need to go to your home, maybe 15 minutes work. But instead of working for 15 minutes, you can just take a bike for less than five and be there and enjoy more time. So this is a very green option for traveling around the city. So it fits in very well with Hong Kong's plans to try and be a greener, environmental-friendly city. Yes, absolutely. Okay. And before that, you've done Hotel Quickly. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, so it was, um, you know, I've always been into e-commerce and mobile apps, but always in different verticals. Mm. So right now it's transportation, but before that I was doing uh, hotel booking, which is actually travel industry, but also on mobile. So Hotel Quickly, we built it up four and a half years ago, and the idea was to bring last-minute 
uh, hotel booking on mobile in demand. So I would say now it's a bit more common, but four and a half years ago, it was still very new to book a hotel very last minute, meaning on same day typically. I wanted to make this more affordable. So that's what we brought to Hong Kong and to different cities around the world, and especially mm-hmm. in Southeast Asia, which is our main market now. And then before that, there was Food Panda in Vietnam, yeah. which you set up as well. Yeah, so Food Panda, you know, right now it's a very big company, which everyone mm-hmm. knows, but when I started it uh, almost six years ago, it there was almost no one, right? So I was literally like two months after the company was restarted in Singapore. Uh, we started first in a Singapore office and then in Vietnam from scratch. Uh, we built up the company from zero to 30 employees and now it's about two or 300. So it's a, it's a very large scale business. And we also brought uh, food on demand in that case, putting uh, you know offline restaurants, which are like very traditional businesses to online and uh, helping them to increase the sales. And... You're an ideas guy, clearly. You're obviously always thinking of, of, of new ideas. How, how do these ideas come about? Are you always noticing things as you travel around and thinking, oh, you know, that'll make a good business? Yeah, I think part of it is like that. You know, like I personally, I like to travel a lot. I've been to almost one third of the world, I think now. And, uh, you know, it's just a passion, right? So every time I travel, I like to observe things around. And there was some new concept which you can find in one country, like the bike sharing. You know, I grew up in Paris myself, in France, where we had fixed station bike sharing 15 years ago. But when I saw what they had in China, like a few months ago, I was extremely impressed. And I thought, well, it seems like in China, they totally rebuilt the system with a much better technology. And I thought I have to bring that to the world. I know, I think having lived in many cities and also having traveled to a lot of places, you tend to see things in a different perspective. Uh, you know, see things much more internationally, but also... Mm-hmm. You know, first, by the new concept, you can adapt because, you know, I would always think, oh, like this concept exists. So can I bring that to Hong Kong? Can I bring that to Europe, to North America? Because I live in all those places. And I guess we have a different vision of the world and how to make things big as well. And when you start a new business, do you have a clearly defined vision and plan Mm -hmm. about where you're trying to get to? Or does it tend to develop as you go along? I think it's as we go, you know, like, uh, I mean, this business picked up, I think, faster than expected, to be honest, in Hong Kong. Uh, we wanted Hong Kong to be our test market, but it's actually becoming a really good market already. And, um, you know, I think we have to think always big, right? So thinking about the big picture, how can we achieve? Like, you know, we am very big and then we see how we can achieve it. And I think that's how it goes. Mm. And uh, always thinking international as well and thinking in those big concepts. Because then, you know, having the right people on board, having the right connection, the right investors, then everything can come up together. And uh, I think the way I believe it is... Um, Always to having like, you know, it's like a big puzzle pretty much. So you have all those pieces and you have like this target, you have all the pieces and you see how to connect them together, how to connect the right people, how to connect the right technology, the investors and everything. And at some point it starts coming up together. And that's how we build up this company really fast on the previous one as well. And are you a risk taker? Do you need to be prepared to take some quite big risks? Uh, There's always risk, but I think there are ways to manage it. And um, it really depends on how you do it, right? Like for example... In this case, like I took some financial risk myself to launch a business to do it fast, right? It was possible to do slower, but you know, if I don't put my own money, no one is going to believe into it. But if I'm willing to put quite a lot myself, then I think people followed quite fast and they also believe into it. And then that's how we got like the first funding example. So uh, I think it's necessary to be first and show people that you're willing to take risk because then they're going to be impressed and start following. Uh, but there are always ways to manage the risk. Uh, that's what you have to think. So, you know, we don't just throw money out of the window. We actually throw it in a nice way and hopefully make it grow. And is Hong Kong a good place to be an innovator, to take Mm. risks, to develop a business? 
I would say overall, yes. Uh, there are pros and cons, you know, of the city, like every single city. I think Hong Kong is very international. It's a big financial center. You have quite some talents here, especially when it comes to like finance, strategy, accounting. And um, overall, it's... Uh, in our case, because we work a lot with mainland China at the moment, especially with the Chinese manufacturing mm -hmm. and hardware. So being next to Shenzhen is very convenient in that case as a geographic location, but maybe for a specific concept. Um, there's also some downside. You know, Hong Kong, it's uh, it's not a very risk-taking city, I would say now. So finding some specific talents to work in startups or especially in technology tends to be harder than other places. But it really depends on the concept. Like, I think this concept, we're lucky because we have something that's green that people actually enjoy and people are really excited about our mission. And... It was hard the first few weeks to hire people, but after we started launching and getting some press, it became a lot easier now. People are coming to us every single day. So it's, mm -hmm. uh, as we get traction, I think it becomes uh, much more easy. Yeah. And how do you deal with mistakes? Because mm -hmm. that's something that mm -hmm. a lot of people find hard when yeah. they start a business. Things go wrong. Mm -hmm. how, how to deal with that? What, what, mm -hmm. What's your sort of strategy for dealing with things that don't work out? Yeah. And how long do you keep sticking with something if mm -hmm. it doesn't go to plan? Well, I think it's about, uh, you know, keep going and... Uh, you know, Hong Kong can be a bit challenging for that because here people tend to criticize quite a lot um, in general, but also in Europe. I think Europe is a very similar mentality, whereas North America is quite different, which is more encouraging risk. So um, to me, it's about, you know, how can we fix things? So I don't think about, OK, I, th I know something went wrong, but mm. I would think first about how can we do it differently and fix it instead of thinking about the mistake and how can mm. we fix it quickly? Right. And then we keep going. So, of course, people are going to report issues. So we have to listen to them, but we have to prioritize right so which issues are really important because there's always a lot of noise and how can we fix them immediately and i think this concept we launched very fast there were also quite some noise but we managed to fix most of the issues within two weeks of business and now it's a lot better so you know making mistakes is actually important because if you don't make them no one is going to tell you what's you wrong you don't right? learn from, yeah. you learn from your mistakes exactly and going forward what are you planning next yeah, so, well, Gobi Bike is going to be a long-term project. I believe we're going to be a very large company. So first in Hong Kong, we're actually bringing a lot more bikes into the city. So we're going to be bringing thousands of bikes within the coming weeks and months. And, uh, you know, we had extremely good response from Hong Kong people. I would say 99% of people are really happy about the service so far. They ask us, like, the main complaint we have right now is to bring more bikes. People mm -hmm. just say we don't have enough. So please bring more bikes to my district because I want to commute to subway, to my work. So it's been extremely positive in that respect. And we're trying to work very closely with the Hong Kong government and different parties uh, to make it very efficient. But this company, to me, Hong Kong is just a start because we're going international already. So we already have teams in place across multiple markets in uh, Asia, Europe, and North America. And we want to build up a very large scale project here. So we're already raising quite a lot of funding from uh, investors right now. And also our team grew from, you know, two people to now 24 people at the moment in just one month of business. So I think this is going to be an extremely fast-paced business we're going to be hiring a lot of people in hong kong so probably above 100 people by september and uh, you know with the funding we're getting and this international plan i think we can go extremely big also bring hong kong on the international map in terms of green technology that's hong kong entrepreneur Raphael cohen founder of hotel quickly and gobi bike thank you very much for listening to money talk extra this morning next week we'll look at the financial aspects of an increasingly visible portion of society in hong kong the lgbt community Jimmy Lamb will investigate the potential harms and financial costs faced by smokers. And in our investment segment, I'll look at a new trend in investing that makes it easier for novice investors to track and replicate the strategies of more experienced traders. So please do join Jimmy Lamb and me at the same time next week. This is Peter Lewis wishing you a great weekend. <laughs>